Lewis, welcome to IGM. Please tell us who you are and what you do. So my name's Lewis Kemp. Uh, my business is Lightbulb Media. We're a digital marketing agency based in Spinning Fields. Our main goal is to bridge the digital skills gap for SMEs across the UK and give them access to an entire outsourced marketing department at a fraction of what it would be to hire in-house. So what does that actually mean? That means people often go out looking for marketing and they'll do one of two things. They'll find somebody that's really cheap and they'll try them out and more often than not that will fail. Or they'll go out and they'll ask an agency and more often than not an agency will be very, very expensive. You may be tied into uh, a six, nine, 12 month deal and then they'll hit you with a big upfront cost of, right, you have to pay three grand upfront management and then maybe another couple of grand marketing budget. And that can put quite a lot of people off and it leaves them in quite a quandary. So a lot of people will kind of have a go themselves which, if you don't really know what you're doing, can actually be do more harm than good. So this is the social media marketing, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you're looking at Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn, do you do Twitter? Yeah, well, Twitter is an advertising platform. It's one of those because when people are going onto Twitter, we used to use it, but now when you see people on Twitter, they're either complaining about something, trolling somebody, or just trying to stalk a favourite celebrity. So it's kind of... We've kind of dumbed down on it a little bit now for a marketing platform because it's. I suppose it depends on the the business that you're, you're speaking to and where that audience is, whether they're in a buying mentality or not as to whether you use Twitter because it's a great engagement tool yeah. to engage with you because you can customers. send direct messages exactly yeah well that that's a double edged sword like you say do you want people to be able to to reach you and send direct messages if ninety percent of them are going to be kind of complaints or something like that it, it can cause a hell of a lot more kind of aggro then it can benefit sometimes. But it completely depends on the client and the industry they're working in and what they're trying to achieve from the marketing. So what what do you do for a business? Say um, you, you 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 put them on the platforms of, of, of Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. What are you actually doing? Essentially, yeah, when they come to us, they, they want to shout about what they're doing. But since the algorithms have changed recently with kind of Facebook and Instagram, it's getting harder and harder to get your message in front of your audience because you're posting it and it's being buried uh, by thousands of bits of content. So you really do kind of have to pay to play now. So what we do is we take that message, we put it into really laser targeted adverts and we put it directly in front of your target audience. We track that audience and we follow them around your website, around the Internet with retargeting campaigns until pushing them down that funnel until they buy from you. And what what's the benefits for the client? Is it to push the product or service, or you know, or is or is it just exposure? Definitely, exposure is a really big part of it because a lot of clients, what they'll do is they'll engage with us and they'll say, right, okay, I want to sell, 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 and every message will be a sales message. But if if you've probably heard of the, the customer funnel, how you have awareness at the top and then it's engagement consideration and, and conversion at the bottom, you can't just jump in right at the bottom because if people don't know who you are, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to know you're an authority in your kind of industry. So they're not going to buy from you. So it's absolutely pointless jumping in at, at sell, sell, sell if nobody knows who you are. So depending on where that business is, is where we say, right, okay, well, people do know where you are. So maybe we can do put out a little bit of content to engage them and show that you're credible, get some user-generated content, show that other people are using your product or service, and then we can do a conversion message. But it's understanding where that business is and what they want to achieve, which sometimes it's hard to get across to a business owner that just obviously wants to put in X and get out Y on day one. Yeah. That's, that's not how it works. How do you cope with that? I think it's an education process. Um, you have to put that across. The problem is with digital is there's a lot of people that will promise you overnight results and I'll 10x this and get you 400 times return on investment in 24 hours. And it's, it's all bullshit, to be honest with you. It really, really is. Yeah. Um, good marketing takes time and you have to put strategy in place. 
one thing that's always overlooked by people is putting a strategy in place. Without that, you're constantly just kind of holding a finger up to the wind and, and seeing what sticks. So we sit down, we put that kind of long-term strategy in place and we'll build it out in quarters usually and say, okay, for this quarter, this is what we're planning to do. And then we'll build that up gradually because um, what we've seen is we try to flip the normal agency model on its head. When we're doing our market research before we started Lightwood Media, we were saying, right, okay, what are the problems with an agency? They're too expensive. Yeah. I'm tied in and I don't really know who am I speaking to. So we thought, right, flip it on its head. So no matter how big, how big the business is now, that come to us, they'll all start on the starter package. We'll prove concepts. We'll get them engaged with us so that they trust it, trust the process and know that it works. And then we'll slowly scale them up rather than going day one, give me 10 grand, don't speak to me for three months. And if it doesn't work, ah, tough, <laughs> move on. People don't really pay 10 grand, do they? Well, depends on the client. Some people some people some, do. Some people, some people do. do, yeah. But this is the thing, we're, we're targeting SMEs where money, money is tight. So it needs to be streamlined. They can't. They, have, they don't have that, that that wiggle room that a lot of the bigger companies do, where they can just kind of write stuff off as, "Oh, we tried it." It needs to be done on kind of a more intensive scale, uh, at pace, but at, at a lower cost for a lot of SMEs. How do you keep up yourself or Lightbulb Media with the social media platforms? Because it's ever changing, as you say, with so the algorithms. It, you know. It's above my head. So how do, yeah. you, how do you cope? I think it's a case of anyone that tells you they know the algorithms inside out is a liar. Uh, they're changing all the time. And the way we learn is just by testing, testing things constantly all the time and implementing decisions based off that. If you switch something on online and leave it, that's probably the worst thing you can do because you don't know why it works, why it doesn't work. If something could work better, hmm. it, you don't know where you are with it. So it's really, really important to just continue testing all the time. And once you've been in it long enough, you can kind of get that kind of instinct or inkling whether something's going to kick in or not. The worst thing you can do is switch stuff on and off. Like every hour, oh, I've got no sales today, I'll, I'll switch it off today. You've got to let stuff run. The algorithms are clever. The platforms, the ad platforms are clever. They will kind of do a lot of the learning for you and you've just got to keep up to date with it. But it's a case of just knowing when to monitor it, when to stop and when to start. You get that instinct over time. And what would you say to those uh, businesses that pay a lot of money just to be at the top of Google? What's your opinion on that? I think, look, anyone with the deepest pockets can buy uh, all the keywords and be at the top of Google. It's uh, but it's one of those things as what, what's, what's a customer looking for these days? A lot of people are getting kind of called to adverts. We've got like these inbuilt ad blockers where I'll do it on Google. I'll, I'll scroll down because I, I know working in it that that's an ad and they might have paid to be there. So I'll scroll down to kind of the, the first organic results that are there. But what Google have done now, obviously, is, is make it harder and harder to decipher which is an ad and which is organic by changing the little icons at the side and putting more adverts in at the top so yeah. obviously people are making this decision based on convenience so if they can't be bothered to scroll two or three times with the thumb to hit an organic result yeah they might click on an ad so I think but Google's job is to make you spend as much money as possible so right. it's obviously it doesn't owe us anything so it depends on the person you're targeting and how you're trying to engage them, whether they will be responsive to an ad or whether they need to be, kind of say, the higher up the funnel, they need to be nurtured, they need an arm around them saying, right, this is who we are, this is what we do, this is what we stand for. Because people buy for different reasons depending on the demographic that you're in. And what sort of clients are you working with at the moment? You don't, you don't need to tell me who they are, but what, what sort of professions? We work with quite a wide range. So we've got a lot in kind of food and drink. We have bars, restaurants, um, hotels. We've got fitness. We've got e-commerce brands like kind of fashion and jewellery brands as well. It, uh, we've got financial services, which people think is like kind of not a sexy industry. Insurance, definitely not a sexy industry. No. So it's a, it's a wide range that we work with. Yeah. 
And what are you try, trying to achieve with Lightbulb Media? What's what's its goal? Because it's is it two years old now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. less than that actually. Yeah, and it's, it's been going really fast, which is which is good because we operate a really different approach. We we are very straight talking with with what we do, and we are a kind of no frills, results driven agency. Um, so we operate in that manner. What we really want to do is change the perception around marketing and how it works because eighty percent of the people that come to us do so with a deep distrust of it, saying, right, well, I've tried this, been promised the world, it failed, so I don't trust marketing anymore. Yeah. And that's not the, the place you want to be. There's all, there's always going to be shysters in the industry, but it's really important to show them that it really, really does work because if, if these businesses who are so against it don't evolve quickly, they're going to be left behind because now people are talking about AI and uh, virtual reality. And, yeah. and I'm speaking to people that are still clueless on whether Facebook works or not. I'm like, that was 10 years ago. Come on, get get with it. Like You're going to get left behind. So you have to be willing to evolve. And I understand it's scary for people, but you, you've got to do it gradually and you've got to do it pretty quickly. Well, it can be scary for people because they know their business, don't they? Exactly. But, but they don't know about so much about social media. Yeah. They, they just know it's a necessary evil or thing mm-hmm. that they have to do to keep up with the competition. I think that's the thing, especially in kind of corporates. Um, one day they'll have come in, they'll have been a marketing manager for 10, 20 years. And one day they're coming, right, you're a digital market manager now, Tony. Oh, okay, well, what does that mean? Well, it means you've got to do all this stuff on the side. Okay, don't get any training. I don't know what I'm doing. So it, people have to change the jobs overnight without necessarily knowing what it is that they're now expected to do. And like you say, the, these platforms change all the time. So it can be really hard to keep up if you're trying to kind of do what you've always done yeah. and also learn all the new stuff as well at the same time. It can be very, very overwhelming. And what's the aim of Lightbulb Media? Is it... Um... It's coming up to two years. Is it to to grow? Is it to uh, invest in more staff or yeah, definitely or merge? I don't think we'd merge because we've got quite a kind of upfront approach about what we do. Yeah. I don't want to grow it to be kind of this five hundred person global agency because it's just not personally. I mean, it might do organically. We don't know that. Yeah. But what I really want to do is just help good people doing good work kind of shout about what they do, give people a good place to work where they enjoy working on the projects. Because for us, it's not about the client industry. It's not about if you've got really deep pockets. We like working with the person behind it. And if that person is open to risk, open to creativity, yeah. they're the clients that we want because it makes the whole working environment fun then, that we can try new things and we're not harnessed by compliance, which is the C word in our office, who can say, oh, well, that's a bit risky. You can't say that. Put this risk warning over it. You've got to find that happy medium of, of making the client happy, but also trying new things. Because if you're always doing what your competitor's doing, you're never going to be first in the market because you're always going to be copying somebody. So it's important to really try new things all the time. And do the clients that you have, they have to trust you. Yeah. But yeah. Do you find that you, you're fighting a battle all the time because of the fact that they have a lack of knowledge about social media? Yeah, I, I think some people do have that lack of knowledge where, and they just equate that to writing it off rather than kind of dipping the toe in it. Yeah. And the problem is they won't seek out a professional. They'll kind of say, right, well, somebody, we've got somebody that works in the office that might be below 22, therefore he can do it. And it's like, well, no, just because he's young or just because he has a personal Facebook profile doesn't mean he's a, a social media marketer. You can't just lump that on him. So I think getting that across to the client, which is it helps by the way that we've structured it and flipped it on its head that, the risk is obviously minimised at the start because you are on the a lower end package and it will not scale unless you scale your business. Yeah. So we're mutually kind of incentivised to do that. We will never get paid more unless you earn more and say to us, right, Lewis, 
that was good that let's spend more this month that's how we kind of grow our fees in line with your revenue and that's how we want to operate as a business so you can start set level go up go down yeah as and when yep and it's totally kind of rolling contracts as well because we understand stuff happens all the time and the last thing you want to do is say right i trust this this person with it you go in after two months nothing's happened but you're signing to a 12 month deal because that is really going to make you hate the industry and, and really deeply distrust it so we understand that so we're happy to do that kind of 30 day role in terms where we'll back ourselves on our results and if yeah. you ever don't like it then no problem tell us and we'll, we'll pause it and there's absolutely kind of minimal risk you, well, you must have come across a company that you just thought god they've got no chance yeah this is hard work yeah you do and it's um it's it's understanding why they don't have a chance because if it's budget that's why we kind of people say yeah you're affordable but i'm still like a very sme is a broad term you know it's anyone from like one person to like 250 so there's people at the bottom end that still can't afford a a few hundred quid every month so that's why we operate the the training the linkedin training the social media marketing training as the stepping stone before that because it's really good because they can understand how it actually works then we'll go in and we'll show them so that they can try it themselves and they actually know what they're looking at and they're doing it properly and then if they do come to us two three months down the line we'll say right i fully understand what you do i know how much work it is therefore i understand why i'm paying you this now as to now where they just go oh that sounds expensive because they don't actually know what goes into it so you actually train them on linkedin yeah you can do the linkedin they do the linkedin training teach them about content marketing how to optimize the profiles um, how to generate more leads and engagement through it because LinkedIn is one of the worst for it. You just see people just ploughing people with sales messages and nobody cares. And do the businesses that you work with, are they? do they have to be local? No, 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 no. We've got international clients. We've got people that top end of Scotland. We've got people bottom end over in Exeter. So it, it's absolutely, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter where they are. Like we say, it's more about the attitude of the person yeah. as to when we can help them because that's the other reason. Some people might not have a hope because of the budget, but... If someone has a bad attitude, there's nothing we can do to change that. We can suggest all the best tools in the world and tell them what they need to do. If they don't want to change, they're not going to change. And I'm not going to pull my hair out over it because there's another client waiting that is willing to change. So it's you've got to be like, at some point it's got to be a cut off to say, right, okay, we're just not for you. There's probably someone out there that will do that for you. But and you're happy to walk away? Oh, 100%. Saying no is the most powerful thing, I think. Right at the start, like, like you say, 18, 19 months ago, it was kind of, oh yeah should we take them on and then I, it, but you learn from it because yeah. yeah they might have paid the most but they were the hardest work and I felt the unhappiest trying to deal with them so you've got to cut them off and get the right people around you and get the right clients around you that, that are working on your wavelength I think that's really important the people that actually get it totally investment totally totally because you can work with them I understand you're not going to know everything but it's important to kind of try and teach them as well as well as delivering well some people are just yeah they're just very kind of abrasive to it and they don't want to change. They say they do want to change because they've been told they have to. Yeah. But when you sat in the meeting, well, no, that's not going to work. Well, how do you know? We've tried it. Who tried it? I did. Okay, are you qualified to do it? No. Well, there's your answer. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If it's not working, it means you're not doing it right. Not that the process doesn't work because there's millions of businesses out there that are doing it properly. So yeah. you're not special. You've just done it wrong. That's all. Bring in a professional. Yeah. And what's been your best achievement in the 19 months that you've been trading if you like i think it's the fact that we're finding kind of global clients now that are approaching us because since we started we've we've never spent a penny in paid advertising everything has been kind of inbound through content marketing personal branding referrals going to networking and really kind of getting getting to know people before we before we engage with them and and making sure that they know us and and how we operate because like i say we are straight talking and 
Some people won't like that, and that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. But we're not going to change and mould who we are and what we do just to please them because there's someone out there that's better for them. Yeah. And I'm not going to put 10 different hats on every day to please 10 different people and be like a sociopath. Like, this is how we operate. We know it works. So the content marketing we put out now and the personal branding stuff that I put out on LinkedIn, for instance, it, it's twofold. It's to get the right people to us, but it's also to kind of scare off the people that aren't right for us that, oh, God, I don't like swearing. I don't like people being dead honest with me. Mm. No problem. Great. You're not for us. That's that's totally fine because there's people out there that will help you, but it's finding your own crowd. And what would you say working on social media is best, an image or a video? Video. By, by next year, like 80% of all the traffic is, is going to be video now. And people will do video because people have told them to do video. Doing video is, is it's a really important tool, but it's got to be done right with the production quality because no one's going to watch a video and ring you up and tell you it's shit. They'll just not work with you. So it's important that you go through the kind of basics of doing a video right, i.e. make sure the sound quality is good, make sure the colour is good. Can people hear what you're saying? Is it subtitled? Because people are going to watch it on silent 80% of the time. That's when videos are watched. So if it's not subtitled, people are just going to get bored and keep scrolling past. So if you just get the basics right with video, it can it can do absolutely wonders for your business. And what do you think to those people that use the mobile phones? Technology's moved on. We can do our own videos on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you the cam- yeah, the camera's incredible now. Like you say, you can... There's, it, it, there's no problem with doing a video on your phone as long as it's subtitled. And the key thing is the content. As long as people can hear you and they can see you, mm. point one done. Can they read it? Yep, point two. But the real crux of it is what's in the video. If you're just talking for talking's sake about nonsense just because someone's told you to do a video, yeah. what's the point? You've got to be providing value. If you're not providing value, don't get on the video, honestly. There's better there's better ways you can do it. You're wasting your time. And you said subtitle. Yeah. That's important. Subtitles are really important, yeah. You've got to think about when you're watching videos. Um, my friends used to send me videos with just horrendous like noises on all the time that when I opened them in a public place, yeah, yeah, I've had those. Uh, people are just inbuilt, like no one's gonna yeah. you know if you're sat on like a train or something like that or in like a quiet or a bit of a quiet place in an office, yeah, you, you're not gonna open it and expect something to start like a big musical. Screaming. Yeah, a big musical to keep going on. Yeah. You're gonna watch it on silent, aren't you? Yeah. So it's important to make it accessible for everyone. Make it easy for them to take in the value. If you can get a signal. Yeah, well, yeah, that depends where you are, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's the other thing, isn't it? <laughs> so how can people get in touch with you, Lewis? So you can go to lightbulbmedia.co.uk. That's our website. Or you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, just uh, Lewis Kemp. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions if, if anyone wants to reach out or they've got any questions about social media, the training, or the delivery side. Yeah, reach out and get in touch. You've got to be on LinkedIn, haven't you? Oh, 100%. Definitely. It's the easiest place to create personal brand. Personal branding is amazing. It uh, gives you a chance to put yourself on an even par with any global corporate business because you're not restricted by anything. It's your personal brand. You control it. And just before we go, what would you say is the next best thing that you've seen that's going to come through on social media? Artificial intelligence, I think. I think uh, taking the human element out of it we're seeing it now where you can do messenger campaigns, where you can get a bot to actually kind of respond to the questions that are asked. And that that is going to free up a hell of a lot more time for people if they don't actually have to put the manpower into closing these deals and closing these clients. If uh, if you can just program an AI bot to do that all for you, that makes your life a hell of a lot easier and you can actually focus on funneling those those clients into that channel. So I think that's one to watch out for now. AI is definitely going to be huge. It's over my head, Phil. I don't know about you. <laughs> Lewis Kemp, thank you very much. No problem, mate. Thank, thank you. you.